last week on the Recast Podcast, we say fuck you 2016. Fuck you so hard and you're fucking stupid 2016 arse. And they celebrate some of the good stuff too. Um, so join us, please, as the Recast Podcast returns with a review of 2016. to all, including to my many enemies and those who have fought me and lost so badly, (laughs) they just don't know what to do. Welcome back to the Recast Podcast with Chris and Chris. I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. Hi, welcome back and welcome to 2017. It has been a while. We've missed you all so goddamn much. Remember Um, us? We were the people you listened to like months ago. (laughs) We didn't go anywhere. (laughs) We we took a small hiatus. Uh, We were heading up Hillary Clinton's campaign. Um, That went well. We're back now. We're still yeah. haven't been paid, um, but we're, we're we're back to the the, the world of podcasting, and uh, we we are glad to be back. It has been a, a break that we didn't necessarily want to take, but we had to take. But we're all the better for it now. And um, <laughs> given that it's just on the cusp of uh, 2017, we thought we should do uh, a little wrap up of 2016. Uh, first off, how what have you been up to, Chris? You've been watching much in 2016 uh (laughs) there was a shit ton of superhero movies that i watched uh loads of video games there was a lot happening in 2016 and half of it was shit you know which we've discussed in previous podcasts (laughs) a lot of people died um oh man yeah a lot of dead people and uh but yeah we had what star wars a ton of marvel movies it wasn't all bad. <laughs> Great. Uh, you, you've still not seen Rogue One yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being bad. Oh, man. It's, I was it's very bad. Um, I, th- I don't know if we can give it an official recast podcast rating unless we've both seen it, but I, I would... No, stump- you, you go ahead. Yeah. I, I would be giving it a, a solid four out of five. I haven't heard a bad word said about it, and I've heard there is a scene with Darth Vader which is fucking incredible there um, is yes there is a, and, a, a yeah, really great moment with, with Vader it's been out for what three four weeks and I'm ashamed I'm genuinely ashamed to say on a geek podcast about movies <laughs> that I haven't seen the latest Star Wars a month after it was released I find that hard I, yeah I find that hard to believe I assumed you would be in a sleeping bag outside the cinema the, the re, the, this is purely because for some strange reason my wife hate Star Wars despite the fact she's never actually watched one and she point blank refuses to watch one and I've just not got around to going myself to to go and see it I would say this is the perfect Star Wars film to see if you're not necessarily a Star Wars fan because it is the most most standalone story of all of Mm -hmm. them Um, yeah she, she won't go I could try I actually tried tricking her and put the trailer on and says, look at the new Star Trek movie, because she likes the new Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the ones that they made Star yeah. Trek basically Star Wars. Yeah. Um, she likes them. So it's like, look at the new Star Trek movie. And I just switched the trailer off before the title came up. So like, that looks quite good. <laughs> Was that Darth Vader? Yeah, that's a Star Wars movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Can we go? No. <laughs> 
I would say it is very good. Um, there aren't many criticisms. The story maybe lulls a little bit for 20 minutes or so in the middle, but aside from that, it's a pretty solid sort of action war movie. It's really good. Um, Alan Tudyk's, in my opinion, is the MVP as, uh, as the droid K2SO. He's very funny. Um, yeah, it's hard to talk about without you having seen it because obviously I don't want to spoil a Star Wars movie for you. Um, but it's, it's really, really, really worth seeing it. Is well, so I good. do have the next couple of days off work, so I will endeavour to see it over the next couple of days. Yeah, please do because it's, oh, it's good. Yeah, I've, um, I've got a couple of movies I need to go and see in the, in the, in the movies. <laughs> Cinema, that's the word I'm trying to find. Um, I've got a few that I want to go and see, so I might just spend the next couple of days living in City World. Awesome. Um, what about you? So, what have, what have I been doing? Um, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying myself. We've uh, definitely been catching up on, on stuff as best I can. I started watching Westworld, but I'm not 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 loving it, really, if I'm being I, honest. I've got it all on my DVR and haven't touched it. I don't um, get it. I just like, can't just, get to the point where I go, this is, looks like it needs to be, it's quite cerebral and I'm going to have to pay attention with this. And I don't really want to. <laughs> like the story is just not presenting itself. It's so slow. Well, I know it's getting so reviewed slow. for the second season. Has it? Yeah. I've seen the first four episodes and I've fallen asleep during every episode. Well, that's, uh, that's a <laughs> downright stamp of approval. And I'll, and I'll wake up like 15 minutes later and just be like, like go back to sleep. Like I can't, I can't stick with it. It's so slow. I don't really like it. I love how you fall asleep in three episodes and rather than giving up, you go, you know what, White Mark? The fourth episode. I've missed I'm most of the prevalent information. Uh, but this could make sense. I'm seeing online people are like, oh, there's alternate timelines going on and stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Nah. And you're probably like, what? <laughs> I missed that bit. It's just like Is the that? premise of it. Is, it's basically Jurassic Park. That's the premise of, of it, effectively, you know. Like, it should be easy to tell this story, but it seems... I, I love yeah. the fact that almost every sci-fi film you ever watch is either a version of Jurassic Park or a version of Back to the Future or a version of Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's like, well, it has, hey, but it's just that, but with a different, you know, plot, cast, characters and theme. Uh, but it's, well, it's, it's, at its heart, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, it's, it's based in the movie, which was written by, like, Michael Crichton, who wrote Jurassic Park, and it's about a theme park. That's probably about that, as connected that, that as it gets. Hate. It's about a theme park that goes haywire and uh, the exhibits run amok and start killing the guests. Well, Mike, Michael Crichton has a wheelhouse that he sticks with, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does. Um, yeah. Jurassic Park, the book, by the way. Not a good book. Awesome. So is the Jaws book. Yeah, I've also heard that is not a good book. Okay, so that's enough of laying into to science authors. fiction authors from... <laughs> 20 plus years ago um, we should take a look at 2016 I think it was a good year for for blockbuster fair what do you think uh, it was a good year for superhero movies it's a great year for superhero movies uh, beyond that I can't, I can't think of much that I've seen this year that has stuck with me really okay yeah um, well, well I'm, in a I'm, positive I'm, light <laughs> positive light okay well I've written a list of some of the films that had an effect on me this year um, and I guess we can we can talk about those. Feel free. Okay, <laughs> that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> right. Well, uh, my film of the year uh, it has to be Civil War. You think? 
See, I was torn. Yeah. I was torn because I re- I was thinking Civil War for most of this uh, lead up to this, and then I remember Deadpool came out in February, and I love Deadpool. Deadpool. Of course, Deadpool is also high on my list. Yeah, um, I think Civil War tips it for me because. It just delivered like so much of what uh, you know of what I wanted, but then Deadpool yeah. did the same. Like Deadpool totally just delivered everything that you wanted from that character. Yeah, um, both of them are awesome movies. Uh, Civil War is hands down the best movie Marvel's made. In fact, it's the best anything Marvel have made, uh, like TV movies, etc. Is hands down the best one. Hmm. Oh, you sound as though you don't agree. I'm not actively disagreeing. I'm just trying to think. Hmm. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people say Winter Soldier is maybe the best one. I don't rate Winter Soldier as highly as other people mm. seem to. Yeah, before Civil War, Winter Soldier was my favorite. <laughs> I I think I think possibly the best standalone movie that Marvel have done is Guardians. You think? Yeah. I think I mean, as a movie it's in my that top sits five, by, but it's not even in my top three. There's a movie that sits by itself. I think Guardians might be the best one. That or the the first Avengers. Then the first Avengers is like really long, I bet, and has a lot of like weird pacing problems, especially. Yeah. I actually the, prefer the Age of Ultron. Do you really? I like yeah. Age of Ultron a lot, but I think I do prefer James Peter's just awesome. So. <laughs> James Peter's so good. So good. Mm. Such a great <laughs> performance of a villain. I, I liked how he just like took little pieces of Robert Jr.'s performance and kind of adapted it into his own because obviously he's like stealing like Stark mannerisms and stuff. And stuff yeah. yeah, that was done really well. Oh, James Spader. <laughs> um, okay, so you're so you're putting you're are you are you thinking Deadpool is maybe higher on your list than Civil War? I think it's for me. I would. I would watch Deadpool again before watching Civil War again. Okay. Uh, they are very close in terms of rankings, but if I had to do one and two, it'd be Deadpool then Civil War. And then and probably then the Civil next War. day, okay. then, then maybe the next day it'd be Civil War, then Deadpool. I couldn't, I can't pick. It's like one day one's my favourite, the next day the other one's my favourite. I think there's like there's so much fan service in Civil War because you're getting to see these characters just properly go each other and you're getting to see Spider-Man done right for, yeah. you know which is fact, amazing one of, the, one of the best things of this year or last year rather might have been the Spider-Man trailer the Spider-Man trailer I know god it looks so good it looks really good <laughs> I think uh, I think Spider-Man is in safe hands I think mm-hmm um, I can't wait till that freaking movie comes out. <laughs> and I'm not well, that massive a Spider-Man fan. I can imagine you're just buzzing about this. I really film. am. I do uh, love Spider-Man. I, I, I do love Spider-Man. Yeah. I think there. I think it's because I think he's he's like the most relatable of the Marvel characters, and it's going to be interesting to see a Marvel character whose identity is fairly secret, which is something the films have kind of moved away from. I think it's going to come. Mm-hmm. It might bring things back to a more traditional place yeah you know and I mean? the, the kid they've got playing him uh, for the life of me I can't remember his name right now but Tom Holland Tom Holland yeah yeah is just perfect yeah he's great yeah you know he's not like 36 like uh, like Toby Maguire was yeah he's not you know a good looking emo not emo grungy yeah. kid like Andrew Garfield was who was also in his 20s yeah he's like he's Peter Parker yeah he's a young kid who's a real geek 
Yeah. I, I, I never had a problem with either of those two actors, though. Um, they just weren't quite right for Spider-Man, who's a kid. Yeah. Nah, Tobey Maguire was always too old for that. Oh, he was always too old for the part. Yeah. Uh, he played a while, but he was, he was too old for the part. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield, sadly, was in a bad Spider-Man set of movies despite being very good I thought he yeah, was, he was in two bad Spider-Man movies yeah I, was, I always thought he was good I always thought like I if, liked you, him if you took it. that entire cast yeah. and just made a better Spider-Man movie that'd be fine oh yeah um, um, but it was just a bad movies yeah oh man they were bad okay so Marvel heading out of the park oh Doc, we never spoke about Doctor Strange uh, what did you think of uh, Doctor Strange uh, it's sort of a middle, middle of the, it's a good film the, the problem with Marvel movies is they're held it's kind of like a Pixar movie you hold it to a higher standard than virtually any other movie because Marvel and Pixar have such a high output Doctor yeah. Strange is like a middle of the road Marvel movie which makes it a good movie by anyone else's standards yeah absolutely you um, know, it's, it's alright it's not great uh, Benedict Cumberbatch could have done so much more with that role if they just wrote him more. Think so? Yeah, he, he. You could tell he's got a better range than he, they didn't really write much for the character, and his accent was pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the shitty American accent he tried to do? Yeah, uh, they, yeah. yeah it was his accent didn't bother me too much. Yeah, I, I enjoyed no, it. I, it was... I, I like it, but it's just. It's okay by Marvel standards. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a, a middle of the road yeah, Marvel movie. You know, it's better than Hulk, the Thor movies. Uh, I know the Thor movies are among my favourite of the Marvel movies. <laughs> I actually really love the Thor movies. Yeah, I, I, I write them as kind of boring and crappy. I think I think <laughs> the first Thor is great. And I think uh, Thor 2, The Dark World, um, has its problems, but when it's good, it's really good and really funny. Uh, so I, I actually hold them in a special place. <laughs> I like Thor movies quite a bit, actually. Um, I don't know. I thought, I thought Doctor Strange wasn't the most exciting movie, but there was enough no. there that, I, uh, that yeah. I enjoyed and I was happy about it, and I'm happy to see the, the character Doctor Strange keep going through the Marvel Universe yeah I look forward to seeing him in Infinity War yes that would be cool With I like the, how he had his 4,000 other members of cast, cast that they've got in that that's got to be a big ass movie that's yes, going to be so is. confusing I, I, I think this could be the one I've said this about the last 4 or 5 Marvel movies but this could be the one to sink it there's too much going on well we don't know yet we'll have to see it is going to be filming in Glasgow though so and Edinburgh um, and the Highlands and, and Edinburgh and the Highlands so we can totally spy on it and see well, what's happening well you can <laughs> I can you're going to take I'm the time off I'm 90 miles away I'm going to come down and see what's going on I might take a day off my work yeah. <laughs> what are you doing I'm going to spy on the Avengers now shut up uh, well I think the stuff in Glasgow is going to be with uh, with Sam Jackson and Rob Downey Jr and Scarlett Johansson so I'm taking a day off my work to go to Glasgow <laughs> that would just be cool I don't know where the filming like the, the article I read was very uh, it really had like no information at all. It said oh, when the Marvel filming or... of the, it said when the filming of the movie starts, but it doesn't say when yeah. it's going to be in Glasgow. Didn't, it didn't specify where yeah. in the city it was going to be. Yeah, uh, well, Marvel were notoriously secretive about this stuff. So I know. Yeah, uh, but keep an eye out on like 
uh, hiring for extras and stuff because I've, I've read that this is supposed to be the biggest movie ever to be filmed in Scotland. Yeah. Um, you know, with thousands and thousands of extras needed. So you well, that's, might, that's, have a, that's, I've been I've been keeping an eye out. I don't see anything yet, but well, that was that was I had two thoughts about maybe becoming going in for an extra, but I, I guess I just don't have the actual time to do it. But oh, I'd make bloody time to be in a bloody <laughs> the background of a fucking Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, I'd quit fun. my goddamn job to be an unpaid <laughs> extra in a Marvel movie. <laughs> you can't go. You've got work. You've got to answer phones. Fuck that. I'm going to watch Thor punch Captain America in the face. <laughs> that oh, probably man. won't happen because they're going to be on the same side, but I don't care. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I, I, you know, I'm, I'd like to see. It. Hopefully, they're filming some really cool stuff in Glasgow. You can see some cool practical effects, and hopefully, yeah. unlike World War Z, it's not going to be glaringly obvious in the movie that it's fucking Glasgow. But it's only obvious to us. Well, I think, yeah, you know, I suppose. To, to the rest of the world I'd never be able to place it yeah I suppose but still <laughs> so that's exciting for 2017 do you think um, do, do you think that we're, that we're we're any closer to the supposed superhero bubble bursting that they keep proclaiming and never coming true uh, no I kind of agree with what uh, I think it was Spielberg said and that it's not like the western bubble because westerns was one genre of film mm-hmm. and that inevitably popped because people got sick of westerns the thing is with the superhero movies is they're all different yeah or a lot of them are different you know look at the difference between Guardians of the, Against, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking Civil War and then throw in Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and Deadpool they're all yeah they're all superhero movies but they're all different they appeal to different audiences Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're going to... It'll happen eventually. You will. The market, market will saturate eventually, but in like 10 or 15 years. Because they've got so yeah. much to choose from. So many different types of story they can tell. I think so. the difference as well is that there's only two studios making these. It's not like Suppose, Westerns yeah. where everybody, everybody made Westerns constantly you've got Disney are doing it and Warner Brothers are doing it and you know I guess Fox are, are, are doing it too that's kind of it unless you're going for some obscure uh, characters elsewhere really it's Sony. It's, you've got two bit yeah Sony I guess Spider-Man as well um, so I get I, I see it being different in that way to the western bubble as well I don't think it's going anywhere I think the bubble did burst when you know back around the time of like Ang Lee's Hulk and the original Fantastic Four movies and stuff. I think that yeah, because they were burst. all very similar and they were yeah. all kind of crappy. Yeah, exactly. You know, the quality was low wrong. and they were all quite similar. The movies they were putting out, the Spider Man's the Fantastic Fours, yeah. the Ghost Riders, Ang Lee's Art House Hulk. Um, it, it took Chris Nolan and John Favreau, I think, to to reboot to, the entire to, genre. Yeah, exactly. I, I give it. I hand. I you know. I put those two faces at it. You know, uh, Chris Nolan brought a maturity to it. And Favreau brought a sense of fun to it, and the and two Robert Downey <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and that's was given us what we have now. So I think twenty seventeen is going to be a good year. I think Guardians two just looks just as much fun as it always was. Wonder Woman looks like a step in the right direction for DC. Oh, it looks good. Um, Logan looks like it might be a nice swan song for Hugh Jackman if it truly is his last Wolverine. Think it'll be his last Wolverine. I think it's almost certainly his last Wolverine. See if it is. 
do you want I, I've seen this online like petitions and all that and or, or uh, polls and stuff online mm-hmm. would it be fitting with it being quite possibly being uh, Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine movie do you think it would be a fitting send off to see him in the yellow spandex um the classic Wolverine well, outfit I really want to see him in it I mean it'll look goofy as fuck but I really yeah. want to see him in it well the problem is that the setting of this I think would make it really difficult to do it yeah. given that it's kind of but yeah it would be I'd like to have seen just a wee like, nod like that yeah. yeah I would like to have seen that at some point yeah that would have been nice um, that's a, that's an interesting one because like, Hugh Jackman is like the longest serving actor in a comic book role uh, you know of this age you know not, you know, oh, you know, why obviously not? Being, we include guys like George Reeves and stuff I suppose back no, in the day I mean, he's like been Patrick Stewart's been Professor X for well. the same yeah. length of time, and you know Magneto and all that. They've all been in those roles for the same length of time. Yeah, it's saying that actually. they've done less movies than Hugh Jackman has, so that would make sense. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah. Do you know what I've just it's... remembered? And I've got another contender for a film of the bloody year now. Okay. Zootopia came out this year. I know. Do you know what? I've still never seen it. It's awesome. I've heard it so many brilliant. It's one of the best animated movies that Pixar haven't made. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it might uh, be the best animated movie that's not a Pixar movie. Ooh, that's a bold claim. Is it's it better really. than uh, is it better than Wreck It Ralph? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I I, I think it might be ooh, actually saying that Tangled is awesome. Tangled is very good. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting distracted now by fucking Pixar. Uh, <laughs> we've described ourselves um, so so that's your that's your yeah, best we movie fucking, we have got we have got we went in about nine different tangents there and I can't even remember welcome back we to were. the recast podcast <laughs> uh, okay. we, we started um, off by saying our favourite movies of 2016 what was yeah. your fucking hated movie I get a feeling I know hate. what you're about to say certainly the film that I had the most emotional negative reaction to this year was Donna Justice oh I thought you were going to go Suicide Squad no Suicide Squad was I found it to be more tolerable although I watched it again in the plane coming back from New York and uh, made me angry um, <laughs> no Donna Justice man just you, you're going to say uh, that's your the worst movie of the year uh, is yeah, each to their own. I've, you've got your opinion, and I've, I've got mine. You're not going to agree with mine either. So, I know. Um, I think I know. What, I think I know what your worst movie. Oh, you be. almost certainly know what mine is because Ghostbusters yeah. was uh, a piece of shit. Oh god, I actually watched that again in the plane as well, and I really enjoyed it. So, so. oh man, it's a uh, piece of shit, and I'm never going to watch that movie again for the rest of my life. <laughs> Right, let's talk about Don Justice quickly and then we talk about Ghostbusters I think Ghostbusters sums up this year uh, for a lot of reasons yeah. uh, Don Justice for me was just so it just summed, it just summed up so many things I, I hate I hated the marketing of it I hated the I just I hated the fucking morose nature of it I hated apparently somebody told me that Clark Kent has summoned like 30 different lines and that's it in the movie that would make sense he doesn't do a lot um, of talking. I mean, Superman's always more of a punchy person. 
Yeah, I, don't, I just, I hated that fucking movie. I hated how long it was. I hated how how Batman killed people. I hated uh, the, the dream sequences. I, uh, <laughs> I hated the shoehorning in of the the movies yeah i i hated the design of doomsday i hated that doomsday mm-hmm. was in it uh i hated that the uh, spoiler alert uh that Sp- <laughs> superman died at the end but obviously isn't fucking dead i just hated so much about it and like it's a shame because i'm watching you know ben affleck doing a good job and amy adams Working with the crumbs that she was given. Well, don't give me was in that movie. She was in that movie for like five minutes. I know. <laughs> She's lowest fucking lane. She was in that movie for three minutes. Ah, uh, now that for me, that was that was the, my most hated movie of the year. I like we. I wanted to go see it like opening night, mm-hmm. and it was sold out in like the big cinema that we always use. It was sold out in the other one at Silverburn. We had to go to like a really obscure city world. <laughs> to see it and it was this old ass cinema the lights didn't even go down properly the floor was sticky and like <laughs> I I was so angry and because the lights didn't go down properly I could see like a little boy sitting across the aisle from me and like I just kept looking at his face and he just looked confused and sad <laughs> <laughs> and I looked the same so for me that uh, just let me down so much uh, there's hope in there I mean I think that's like Played Batman well. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Just that one positive. <laughs> That's my positive that I took away from it, man. I liked you, you don't that. take I Wonder Woman away as a positive? Everybody raves nope. about Wonder Woman in it, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't dislike her, but I was just like, there wasn't enough of her to... For them to ruin her yet so i don't know like i kind of i'm skeptical like i'm not like well at least she was amazing i'm like she was fine <laughs> in that one sequence where all she had to do was fight um uh, so i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not loving it really it put me in a really uh, yeah. negative view of the whole dc cinematic universe now as soon as it's got helped a little bit but it's by, it's by no stretch made me feel happy about what's going to come next so like i don't know i'll mostly <laughs> wonder women but i'm not hugely excited about it i couldn't give a fuck about the aquaman movie uh <laughs> Or the Flash movie. What really? about the Green I, Lantern I, Corps? They've announced the, the Green Lanterns that are going to be in the Green Lantern Corps. What have they announced about, about the Lantern Corps movie? Because I haven't heard this. Uh, that there's three human Green Lanterns in it. Okay, so they're going to do Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and who else? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I can't remember exactly. I know Kyle Rayner and John Stewart, I think, were in it. I can't remember if it was Hal Jordan or the other one, whose name I've suddenly forgotten. Um, I don't think they're doing Hal Jordan. You don't. You, they're. Oh no, tell like they are doing Hal Jordan. Yeah, uh, I just double checked it because they fucking better. Because Hal Jordan for me is Green Lantern. He's the Green. Uh, yeah, like for so many people, he is the Green Lantern. John Stewart as well is obviously is really well loved too. But like you couldn't, you would have to have Hal Jordan in there. I think. Uh, uh, DC. So, uh, yeah. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready for DC to be disappointed to me again yet. Uh, <laughs> So we talked Ghostbusters a little bit. We spoke pretty much at length about it when it came out, but yeah, um, it, it, it left a sour taste for me because I just, I just, it was more the story that went with it. Say what you want about the movie, I feel like that movie's box office was was unfairly 
hindered by internet trolls who ultimately won because Sony cancelled everything else Ghostbuster related and the trolls got their way and I didn't well, and that, fair, that made me upset I mean let's be honest before the film was released Sony planned a spin-off TV show a spin-off movie two or three sequels they planned they had set their eyes on an entire universe without actually waiting to get opening weekend numbers they go yes. we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to do this this movie's going to be awesome and we've set our future on it and went oh actually it's not done that well uh, shit we <laughs> can't really justify doing all this do, uh, do you know what, right? fuck, I, I, uh, let's not do any of that now <laughs> I, I agree with you right and but, but, but the point I'm making is that the internet trolls were going fucking Sony and their hubris of putting the cart before the horse no they were pissed off because it was women and that's what I didn't like was that they get so upset about it being a oh, female yeah. cast and that and and that sunk it and Sony then lost faith in moving forward with a, a female driven blockbuster franchise because because of internet trolls. If the internet trolls had been like fucking Sony making all this Ghostbuster stuff without focusing on just making a good movie, I'd have been like, yeah, I agree with you. The fucking Sony for doing that. But it wasn't. The argue the conversation was made to be about gender, which was completely unfair and was unfair for the women in that movie and for the people involved in that movie. And that made me a bit sad and was that that's what the conversation became. Well, and, that's and what, a, I think that's what that the conversation started out as. But I mean, I've said it at length when we did our Ghostbusters episode in that the faults, of which I feel there are many with mm. that movie, have nothing to do with the fact of who's in it. Well, some of what to do with who's in it, but it's going to do with the fact that it's a fucking female-led cast. That is what the conversation started as, but it was everyone hating on trolls that were complaining about it. I don't think that actually hurt their numbers that much. Because Ghostbusters lost $70 million at the box office. Yeah, you know, I know. I, a few yeah. internet trolls is not enough of an impact to cause that. There, that's bad word of mouth from a bad movie. But like, I think a lot of that word of mouth came from internet trolls and people that maybe didn't understand what the whole conversation was. You know, I think a lot of that negative yeah. chatter. Oh, don't and get me wrong; it definitely caused it to lose some place. money. You, you can't. It's some of that loss is down to the arseholes who you know are bigots and couldn't yeah. give a shit less, and you know they, they don't want anything to ever change but that's not the full cause of it that is yeah. a lot of that loss majority of that loss I would say is because it's a bad movie because it had a pretty good opening weekend and then it plummeted after everyone who saw it go, told their friends don't go and see this fucking movie yeah I loved that movie I thought it was really fun you loved that yeah um, this is like your uh, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice uh <laughs> is my Ghostbusters you know yeah. I really liked Batman v Superman you fucking hated it and that vice versa for Ghostbusters I just I I don't I can't put in words how much I loathe that film why do you hate women Chris I did shit <laughs> I got married this year so shush <laughs> there's one woman I love <laughs> I get married this year so we should <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you a question then about mm. Ghostbusters, right? Which I never asked when we did the show. What, uh, so what I was saying about Spider-Man earlier, probably if you were to come in and take the cast and just put them into a better movie, would mm-hmm. you want that for the female Ghostbusters? Would you be happy to take that cast and insert them into a better script with a, with a, with a different director? 
Or do you think the whole thing should be scrubbed I, from the rest? I wouldn't go with that particular cast because I don't find I didn't find any of them funny. Um, Melissa McCarthy's, in my opinion, a really overrated comedian, and she's not funny. She's and really pretty much everyone in that that was a Saturday Night Live movie. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, I'm all for have it as a full female cast. I don't, you know, who cares? But to me Ghostbusters was a cash in for a movie that should never have been made it was Sony going we really need a fucking hit yeah, Ghostbusters is in everyone's consciousness right now for whatever reason why don't we make a Ghostbusters franchise you know, let's you're do not that wrong. again you're, you're not wrong the, 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 obviously the, the intent from from Sony to begin with was one we of need the, some money was money grubbing yeah, yeah. Um, I think Paul Feige did uh, a, a good job. I think he tried his hardest to make a good movie. I personally think he did make a good movie. I think the cast was funny. I think uh, yeah, I think Kate McKinnon is is my favorite. Uh, Kate McKinnon was the best now. thing about that movie, without a shadow of a doubt. Yes, like I agree. The best uh, thing about that movie. Yeah, and later um, on, I want to talk about SNL when we talk about television. Uh, but Kate McKinnon, I think, oh, was fantastic in that movie so much. Yeah, so. Ghostbusters is going to be a divisive one. I, th- I'm, I think history will. I think we'll maybe look at it differently in a few years when we, everybody forgets about the whole gender issue. The whole gender issue, yeah. But we'll see. Oceans, the female Oceans Eleven is coming out next year, I guess. Yeah, so we'll yeah. see. And um, we've got Expendables. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Forgot about the Expendables. Is that still happening? That's still, That's still happening. Yeah, the Expendables and Expendables 4 are both still happening. Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had to bring you back down to earth for that one. <laughs> what was your most uh, surprising movie this year? Ooh. That is what a good question. What were you maybe not question. expecting to be as good as it was? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, that is... I don't know. Uh, I'm presuming you have an answer for this. You've kind of sprung this on me. I, I haven't actually thought about this at all. Uh, yeah, I, what, I, I, what's I, I yours? And give me mine. a minute so I can try and think on this one while you're explaining to the four listeners we might still have. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, most surprising movie for me. The film that came out of nowhere that I didn't know anything about and just kicked me in the nuts and made me go, Jesus, that was awesome, was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Well, you you, yeah, you found out about it like two weeks before it came out. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. They, Some I, random, I think it was, I think it was random trailer or something, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, they released the trailer for it during the Super Bowl, and it was like a March yeah. release. So, yeah, it was about a month, month and a half or so before the movie. Uh and I loved the original Cloverfield. I was so excited by it. And then I saw this and I just went, Where? First of all, it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Did you see the trailer? You've not seen the film yet, have you? I, I don't like the, I don't, Well, I haven't watched the film. Uh, it's not my kind of movie. But I, the trailer oh. did make it look incredible. It was uh, one of, it it really one of the best trailers incredible. I've ever seen. Um, and I, I was just like, What is this? And I went to the film knowing honestly nothing really about mm-hmm. any of the mystery behind it. And it was just. Oh man, my my heart was racing the whole time. I was constantly on edge. John Goodman is the best I've seen. John Goodman. Yeah, I was I, like I was ever. stunned. 
It, it's up there, man. It's honestly up there with one of his best performances. And I don't really want to say too much because part of the beauty of the film is not knowing if he's good, if he's bad, if he can be trusted, if he's just misunderstood. Yeah, because in the trailer it looks fucking nuts. <laughs> he, well, that is unquestionable. He is fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 for anyone that's not seen the film yet, um, I, I think a lot of people because a lot of people didn't like Cloverfield which I, I really liked but I understood why people didn't like it so I think when people saw the Cloverfield brand on the movie they went I don't want to see a fucking movie but yeah. it is a completely standalone thing think of it as the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror mm. it's just the same name that's it That's there's little bits of connective tissue if you really want to squint your eyes and look for them but <laughs> really it's it's own thing go and see it and it oh man it's so good but for me that just came out of nowhere and made me so excited and John Goodman deserves award nods for this because he was so good in it really good well we'll find um, out in what two weeks I think they announced the Oscar nominees in two weeks yes uh, I, I, I did not pay the slightest bit of attention to the Golden Globes <laughs> so I've no idea if he got any nods for that no um, I didn't either and I don't expect him to because it yeah. is a genre piece and it was out at the start of the year but yeah, uh, I would I would really uh, yeah, I, I think he deserves something because he was so good in it. so for me that was a film that I wasn't expecting uh, and, it, and it just turned out to be very yeah. very enjoyable I, I, I recommend everybody see it it's definitely in my in my uh, list of must-sees for the year fair enough well with you sort of springing that question on me I've had a wee think and you know I've just I've, I've thought of the movie that I think did surprise me the most okay uh, it's another remake which I okay. always go into very cynical especially remakes of classics so when I went to see The Jungle Book yeah remake I just kind of went into going like I love this movie mm-hmm. I love The Jungle Book the original one the trailer made it look pretty cool it looks very realistic hyper realistic if you will mm-hmm. I kind of went in going right if it's bad I've still got the one from the 50s I can watch <laughs> you know uh, if it's good then brilliant and it was awesome yeah it was one of it the best of the year freaking incredible uh, Favreau and I've got this same thing for not 2017 but I think 2018 now because mm-hmm. Disney have handed Favreau on the success of the Jungle Book they've handed Favreau the reins of one of my favourite films of all time which is the Lion King? Oh, I know that. I, I was talking and to Lila about this before we started, and that's a uh, that heavy order. The The Lion King was the first movie I ever saw at the cinemas. Yeah, uh, it holds a very special place in my heart. I don't know if I want it. I, like the Jungle Book was awesome, and it it took the world by storm. Everyone seemed to like it. I don't. I don't think I heard much negativity in the way of the Jungle Book, uh, other than why well, was King Louie the size of a cathedral uh, yeah. that was weird but okay artistic license I'll give you it. Uh, but they're going to do the Lion King and I don't know how I feel about that I okay kinda, yeah but yeah I mean the, the the CGI guys in charge of the Lion King have got to get an Oscar nod for that even just a nomination for the, for the Jungle Book for the Jungle Book, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I think I said Lion King. Uh, yeah, for the Jungle Book, they've got to get something because they were, it looks incredible. It I does, saw it in 3D it? and it was amazing. It was, it was a beautiful looking movie. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really heartwarming and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, the politics of the jungle, which I didn't really get from the original, which this one dealt with, but, you know, was really interesting. Yeah. Um, you actually feel for, like, Blue the Bear. Who looks like a real freaking bear, but yeah, yeah. 
Bill Murray gives him such a humanity that you yeah. actually feel sorry for him when Mowgli runs away. I, um, I think it's the wolves that I feel really sorry yeah. for. Like when uh, Mowgli's dad, I can't remember his name, gets yeah. thrown off the fucking cliff and you just go, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I that movie, I kind of went into it watching it going, this is either going to be pretty good or it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong on both counts because it came. It, it turned out it was freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's probably my biggest sort of shock. The one that changed my opinion the most because I'm, I've not hidden that in all our episodes. I genuinely have or generally have a distaste for remaking movies. Um, yeah. But this was done perfectly. It was done really well. I'm I'm really excited to see Disney do the live action versions of their movies like because so far they've all been pretty decent you know the Beauty and the Beast trailer looks pretty freaking good it looks pretty cool I'm, I'm into that I've not um, seen the one with uh, Emma Watson singing yet but apparently it's good and she has a good singing voice I don't um, think I've seen that yet yeah it only came out like last week yeah uh, but yeah Beauty and the Beast is the next one to come out that looks pretty good um, I think although I think the yeah. you know the talking furniture kind of look weird from yeah. the trailer uh, but how lifelike do you want to make a ch- talking chandelier? Yeah, that, that is <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, so Disney, are, we, we know that we've got um, Lion King coming. I believe Little Mermaid's coming. Little Mermaid's coming. Uh, Dumbo's coming. Yeah, and isn't uh, Tim Burton doing that? Yes, he is. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I don't know, man. I wonder where they're going to go next. Aladdin, I guess, is up for grabs. Can, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but can you really, in today's age of, you know, the war in the Middle East and all that, can you genuinely see Disney making a film set about a young guy in the Middle East? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. And not doing what they did with, like, Princes of Egypt and all that shit and making an all-white cast? I, I don't know. I think they could do it with. I think they could. I don't think Middle Eastern actors. I think they'll stay away from that. Maybe. Uh, I think it's with the culture and especially in America with like the, the wars and you know Afghanistan and Iraq and all that. They kind of don't. And given who their next president is, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think that might be too much touchy a subject for an even Disney approach. Yeah, possibly. Um, we could we could certainly see uh, like Pocahontas maybe. Pocahontas would be pretty cool. Uh, I'd love to see a Milan movie. Milan? Do you know I've still well, never seen Milan? Oh, it's good. It's yeah. a really good Disney movie. A, I have a shameful list of movies I've not seen in Milan uh, is, is up there along with Aladdin. You've uh, never seen Aladdin? <laughs> never seen Aladdin. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. It's ridiculous. How have I, you never seen Aladdin? <laughs> I'm surprised I, it still let me in, into the gates of Disney World. because You've I, been to Disney like eight times in your life <laughs> and you've never seen Aladdin. Never seen it, man. I watched the cartoon. And, uh, That's not kicking. the same. That's like saying you've seen Aladdin too. Yeah. It's yeah. Robin Williams' best role in film yeah. with the exception of... Uh, Goodwill, not Goodwill Hunt. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting, and you've. I don't know what to say. Yeah. So I've, I've How did I not it, know this? Yeah, <laughs> never seen it, man. You do know next time I come to your house, I'm bringing a Blu-ray and Aladdin, right? Oh, it's, it's on Netflix. I've just not watched it yet. Get your ass in gear. It's on Netflix, and you have Netflix. It's an I'll, hour and thirty-two minutes long, or something. I'll maybe watch it tonight. Maybe, maybe I'll see. Yeah. Anyhow. You, 
Um, okay, Sorry. is there any anything else in the world of film we want to talk about before we move on a bit here? Uh, I saw. Did you see Arrival? It was really good. Uh, no, I thought it looked kind of dumb. It's, oh man, it's anything but dumb. It's I, really clever. That, yeah. The trailer just kind of made it look kind of dumb. Where like, okay, there's aliens and big things. We're going to get one person who somehow manages to talk to them, and she's going to draw pictures of guns. Oh no no, it's like. And I was like, what? So well done. Honestly, it's, it's one of the uh, best movies here. It's amazing. It's really clever. It's a really clever script. Amy what Adams movie is amazing. I'm wanting uh, to see, though, is Sully. Uh, I, I missed Sully. I missed Sully. And uh, I kind of really want to see that because I watch anything Tom Hanks does. Yeah. Um, um, I, uh, yeah, there's a lot I missed this year, unfortunately. And I, I missed Sully, and I really wanted to see it. Um that would have been that's one I'm I, I, I'm annoyed at missing I'm, what, I want to do Bear this year I want to do Bear this year and see more uh, I want to make more use of Cineworld for this <laughs> you know the, the last we've year mentioned really Cineworld a lot just to let you know we are not in any way affiliated with Cineworld we just pay they, them money to go see pictures there <laughs> movies yeah, they there certainly are, are not giving us any money um yeah, this year if I wanted to work for City World and are listening to this. We would very much appreciate if you did give us money. Yeah, we could. Yeah, you could tell us, but we would give you a, a plug every week. We're doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this year I definitely want to see more Oscar pictures because I didn't see like any last year. Yeah. So like, I want to I want to make sure I see La La Land, Manchester by the Sea. And, uh, I, I'm going to see La La Land on Tuesday. I know that. Are much. you? Uh, yeah, there's a group of us all going out uh, on Tuesday because uh, I haven't even seen a trailer for it. Uh, I've just heard it's supposed to be freaking incredible. Like, it's you know what? Fuck it. Trailer. I just won like every award at the Golden Globes. Yeah. I might as well go and see the thing. Worst case scenario, it takes three hours out of my day and I don't like it. Uh, yeah. I've never I- left a movie early and I'd seriously doubt I'll do it with this one. I've uh, walked out of movies before. I've fallen asleep in one movie in the cinema. I've never left a movie. Was Ghostbusters the movie you fell asleep in? No, unfortunately, I was awake for that entire thing. <laughs> no, the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in was uh, Benicio Del Toro's Wolfman. Oh, that was a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, why don't we talk about television a little bit for this year? TV. Um, uh, for, for me, best new show of the year, Stranger Things. I was, yeah, definitely. Stranger Things was incredible. I think I watched the whole thing in like two nights. Oh. Stranger was... Things is actually... I have a funny story. You you don't know this in, uh, in advance, but Stranger Things actually got me and a group of friends that I've got up here in Dundee. Uh, we, we've actually ordered uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, really? You've started D&D? I haven't, we haven't played it yet. It hasn't okay. arrived, but we'll... Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're all... In our late twenties, we're all comfortable with our geek level. Yeah. Fuck it. What's the harm in it? We'll spend a little bit on the game, and if we don't like it, we don't like it. If we do, yay, another thing to do. Yeah. So I'm actually going to be joining the D and D. You know, like Vin Diesel people. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. So that, but you've I never haven't... had the balls to say it out loud, have you? No, I haven't. I don't really have a friend group. <laughs> apparently I now do (laughs) (laughs) oh man that sounds fun so Stranger Things made you want to play Dungeons and Dragons I I remember after I finished watching 
Stranger Things. I there's a Dungeons and Dragons PC game, and I okay. downloaded it. I went, fuck it, why not? I've always wanted to give this a shot. So it put that uh, thought in my head is, yeah, why not? These kids look as though they're pure loving this. <laughs> Granted, they're getting paid to look as though they're loving that. <laughs> my thought process is not in depth. <laughs> She's like, that looks fun. I'm gonna do that. Let's do that. <laughs> there's a, I know there's like a, there's a Firefly like variation for Dungeons. There's a what now? There's like a Firefly variation on it. I know there's a, a Firefly MMO RPG. That might be one thing kind of. Um, and I've always wanted to try it, but I don't want to pay money for it. <laughs> hey, 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 well, hey! I just remembered that I saw this. I never checked up on it, so I'm assuming you know more about it. Okay. Firefly animated series. What is this? Is this a thing, or is oh. this just like a fan thing? It's fan made. Ah! But it's made by a fan who's also a professional comic book artist. Uh, uh, but no, it's fan made. Damn it! Oh, why can't that be a? This thing? guy spent two years making a 33 second video. Oh, I, I've not watched. He it. did one for Buffy as well. I don't care about that. <laughs> Firefly, you bastard! You got my hopes up. And oh, so why can't that be a thing? If enough of us like it and share it, maybe it can be a thing. So let, let's talk about Stranger Things and how fucking amazing it is. Um, it's so fucking good, right? Like it's just so captivating, and I, I could not stop watching it. I had to see the next episode. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, we waxed lyrical about it. I think I did because I watched it before you. Yeah, it took me a while to see it. And I was trying it. to uh, tell you about it without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just fall in love with the entire cast. Yeah. Uh, apart from the douchey teenage boy who I could care less about and hoped he got hit by a truck or something. Steve. But Steve, yeah, he was Steve. a dick. <laughs> he was a dick. Uh, I, saw, I saw online somebody did like a a picture of him with a medal that just said not as much of a dick as he could have been <laughs> <laughs> but it was him but it was the other one as well uh, the main guy's big brother Jonathan yeah the sort of creepy one who always yeah. stared on the hot chick yeah uh, but it was the it was the young kids that were just awesome like uh, Millie Brown who played Eleven uh, it's it just freaking incredible yeah. Um, the, the whole cast of kids were fantastic. Oh yeah, that that wee guy, the, is it Dustin, the wee guy with the curly hair and the lisp? Yeah, is oh, like he's the great. greatest thing ever. Yeah, he's like the coolest wee guy ever. Um, there, I know, like I know the kid that played. Uh, ah shit, I can't remember any of their character names. The the <laughs> kid that play the kid that has the sort of relationship with Eleven. Uh, Mike. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna play Richie in uh, the the remake of Stephen King's It, and like I was watching it, and I was like, I okay. think all those kids should just be in it. They should just, they should they just, just be like a traveling whole, yeah, trip now. They should just take that whole kid cast and like you just do it. Like because they were so good. We should just take that kid cast and remake the Goonies. It's another one on my shameful list. Oh. I've got to be honest, I've never seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's people hold it really special. I've never seen. So okay, so Stranger Things <laughs> is awesome, um, and it's coming back for a second season. I'm so oh, curious so about what second season's going to look like uh, because it was great because it was like the story got wrapped up and then it just, ah, but right just the like end, Marvel, you know? 
likes to do is say, but no, and here's uh, here's another set of things to think about for the next season. So that's going to be really fucking awesome. Um, Netflix is just killing it because they've got so many great oh, yeah. shows. They're, they're doing brilliant. And I know it's not a 2016 uh, thing, but I, they just uh, released the first series of a series of unfortunate events. I was telling you about this before yeah. the show. Yes. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes of fucking brilliant. It's fun, it's funny, uh, it's quite dark, and it's Neil Patrick Harris, so it's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, Netflix, see when they get their hands on mm-hmm. stuff and they just have their budget and they can do whatever they want, they are crushing it. Speaking of Netflix, um, Bojack Horseman continues to be one of the uh, one of the finest comedies getting made just now. I'll take your word for that. I watched half the first episode and kind of got bored of it. Oh, the latest season of Archer for this year was fucking brilliant. I haven't seen the new uh, Archer oh, for, for a little bit. So good. So good. And it ends on a nice cliffhanger that I won't spoil. Awesome. Uh, I can't wait till the next season just to see how it's resolved. Is the uh, next season the last season? I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. But you know, great TV hasn't all been Netflix. Like Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. crushed it again in 2016. Game of Thrones really. And we've only got, got two more seasons of that. I know, and they're not even as long as they used to be. Yeah, they're only like eight episodes. <laughs> I know that's gonna suck. Game of Thrones really got much better this year than it has been. Yeah, for a well, while, season five was wasn't was probably the worst of this. Them, it was the one that not much happened in. And then season yeah. six came back and just went, ha, huh, you were complaining about that? Fuck you. Yeah, the, <laughs> smacked you over the head. They've benefited greatly from uh, not having the books anymore. Now they're able to do what they want, and that's yeah. serving them so much better. Well, I, th- I think it does help that they're pointed in the right direction by George R. R. Martin. Because yeah. he's told the showrunners, this is the end, this is how it finishes. Yeah. I haven't wrote the books to get us there, but I know this is how I want to finish it. So as long as you... It's kind of like what uh, J.K. Rowling did with the final Harry Potter movies, because they were sort of, sort of coming out at the same well, kind of time. Well, the books were... Well, yeah, but while they were making the books, she, she was telling them, oh, right, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. have to keep this in because this means something down uh, the line. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, so how right. she was sort of guiding the movies and you're like no you can't cut this because this is really important in three books time yeah uh, and he's kind of doing the same with the showrunners uh, of Thrones it's like yeah, yeah but you have to hit these key moments yeah and also how you get the- to these key moments is up to you but you have to do these things yeah and it also helps that he is a television writer as well that maybe explains why it takes them so goddamn long to finish a book. <laughs> I know. I, I know. don't even you... read the books, and I want them to finish it. <laughs> I think maybe next year. Right, what's up with Saturday Night Live? Uh, yeah, I'm presuming you want to do uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the... an unusual moment. Um, I didn't think... I don't know, like... I, I don't really want to talk about the election because it makes me angry and frightened and upset and annoyed. But um, <laughs> the sort of one silver lining from it made me kind of go, Sergeant and I are going to have a good response to this. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but <laughs> oh, I, the one good thing that is going to come out of the Trump presidency before he is impeached... <laughs> 
Alec Baldwin's Trump impression. Yeah, I was expecting something good because, like, Hillary, the character of Hillary Clinton that they devised is that she's so fixated on being elected. And so many of the sketches that they did were about how Trump was throwing the election away, which obviously in yeah. retrospect is, is really hard to look at now. But that's what so many of the sketches were about. And, like, I, I, I was just like, they're going to have something really funny with Hillary. And instead they just did her playing Hallelujah, which worked so well. It was totally the opposite of what I expected to come out of them, you know. I suppose it was on the, it was the night after Leonard Corny died as well. It was, yeah. But I, I started Live has been on great form this year. Kate McKinnon's Hillary is one of the all-time great mm. characters, I think, from to come from SNL. Um, yeah, it's, it's so watchable, and I don't know what they'll do. I don't know if she'll continue to do Hillary on the show or not. Now, I suppose she probably will for a while. I mean, it's yeah. a flagship. It's her flagship character in SNL. It, it, it definitely is. It definitely one is. of SNL's flagship characters right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just. I think SNL. SNL has been doing good this year. There's been a lot of really great stuff that's come out of it. Did you see the uh, the Adele sketch with uh, Matthew McConaughey where it's like the Thanksgiving dinner and they're arguing? Uh, no, I said that I didn't watch a lot of SNL this year, so I, no, I missed that one. That's really good. It's like it's like the family all arguing <laughs> about you know immigration and stuff at, at, at Thanksgiving, and at this, like the little girl just gets up and like puts the stereo on. It's Adele singing "Hello," and everybody stops arguing. They get up and start singing, and every time they do it, it gets closer to the Adele video until the end of it. It's just a recreation of the video with them all out in the forest with like the fur coat on. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So SNL has been good this year. Um, what else? Yeah, that's TV for me, man. Like that's the thing because of what we were saying about like it, it, it's also digital now. Is that so much of TV is spent watching stuff that you've missed for yeah. Well, the only thing years, you know, I the only thing I watch live, and I have literally the only thing I watch live now is sport. Yeah, uh, I say that I don't even watch Formula One live. I record it and watch it at a later date. The only thing I watch live is the NFL. <laughs> that's the only thing I watch everything else is either through Netflix it's off DVR it's through Amazon Prime yeah I don't watch TV anymore it's probably the best way to put it yeah uh, and that's I think that's yeah it's a weird change but yeah it's the only thing I, I watch live now is football <laughs> yeah I mean I'm similar well it's it's a sport it's uh, Bake Off <laughs> right, you're going to have to explain the Bake Off phenomenon and why everyone's pissed off at some women called Mary. Okay, and no, Channel right. Four. Right, first off, no one's pissed off at Mary Berry. She's a national okay. treasure and she's okay. a hero. I, 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 I don't know Bake Off. I don't so, watch it. The, but yeah. I heard it's changing channels and everyone is like petitioning against it. So here's the thing: the Bake Off is like the loveliest show on television. Okay, if, if you're if you know. If you're familiar with any sort of talent competition, uh-huh. you're probably familiar with like X Factor, Master Chef, Master Chef, Master Chef's usually yeah. my one. Master Chef's really good, um, but like there's a popular ones on things like The Apprentice and X Factor. It's very combative and mm. you know harsh and stuff. Yeah, Jackasses, yeah, yeah, and like the Bake Off is just nice people 
who have a really great talent of baking cakes. And it's presented by Mel and Sue, who are really funny but non-threatening people. And it's just an hour. It's one of the best value hours of television because there's just right. so much packed into the show. So it's a it's a baking competition show. It's a baking competition show. Every single week there are three different bakes, and at the end of the episode, the two judges, Paul Hollywood, Mary Berry, vote off the loser. Right. Uh, and then after ten weeks, or or not ten weeks, after seven weeks or whatever, you get your winner, and uh, that's the show. And it's right. great. And it's just if you're a fan of food or baking, obviously it's great. If you're not, so, it's still just entertaining and it's funny to watch. So this is a BBC television show. It's a BBC show, and okay. it's fantastic. Mm. Now, the why BBC, is everyone pissed off that it's moving channels? People are pissed off that it's moving channels because the show was bought. The show was produced by Love Productions, I think, and uh, they had uh, the BBC had the rights to broadcast it for a certain amount of time. After right. those rights ended, it was time to negotiate a new contract. And Channel Four swooped in uh, and they offered an insane amount of money for it. I think like twenty-five million or something. Okay. Um, which the BBC can't compete with because it's government funded. It doesn't have the same amount of money to throw around. Um, but. Well, People surely it's got some money left after fucking Top Gear tanked. <laughs> um, true, it should still have some <laughs> money. Um, but people who love the Bake Off are very protective of the format of it, so they're worried about uh, about advertising breaking up the flow of the show. Because like I said, it's one of the best yeah, value hours of television. Yeah, don't advertise. Um, yeah. It packs so much in, so unless the show jumps to an hour and a half long of an episode, it's going to lose a lot of content. Okay. Um, people are also worried that because it's going to go to Channel 4 now, it's going to be full of product placement. So you're going to have um, people oh, using... Oh, yeah, because BBC don't do product exactly, placement do product placement. Um, and... Uh, in in a uh, sort of protest of the good work that the BBC had done, um, you had the presenters, Mel and Sue, say they weren't going to go with the show. And you had Mary Berry, who's one of the two judges, say they were. The thing that people are upset about is that this is a very beloved show that is very comforting to a lot of people. Now it's going to move to a channel where we're going to have to watch it with advertising. We're going to have to watch it with product placement. The two hosts that we were so in love with are now not going to be involved any longer. And one of the judges who, Mary Berry is an 80-year-old woman that people just project on... It's, it's the nation's granny, is what you're telling me. It's the nation's right, okay. granny. She has put her hand up and said, look, we're not going either. And it's now, and it has become a bit of a, like, this something that was that was for the people, for the BBC, and it's going to change because of this. And I think people have just said they're not going to lose. They're lost. And what is interesting now is it's made for a lot of conversations because Channel 4 spent all this money to get this exact product. But by purchasing that product, they're irrevocably going to change it and ultimately change the thing they've paid for. So they paid, So the joke was that they've now paid $25 million for an empty tent because 50% of the, the judges have gone, 100% of the presenters have gone, and a huge amount of the audience have said, we're not going to keep watching it now. And that's where the story came from, is that they spent so much money on something but by, but by buying it in the first <laughs> kind of crippled it's a little bit that's where the story came from and why it was such a bit of a hoopla um, you, I you sound know very watching. passionate about this bakery I show. am a, I am passionate about it because <laughs> I'm not saying that in a derogatory fashion I'm just saying you're very passionate about this oh. baking show so, so answer me one question mm-hmm. are you one of these people who are refusing to watch the Channel 4 version of this show now yes 
You are. I, I am. I think I am going to refuse. Leila's in the room. Um, one, let me just let me have a little. Uh, let's oh, you got to have a little uh, conference. Yeah, little Wait, are we gonna? Are we gonna watch? Yes or no? Are we gonna watch the Bake Off when it moves to Channel Four? Watch the first episode. Yeah. Just to see what it's like and laugh. And then we're but not going to watch the rest. No. Okay. Out of principle. Well, what if the first episode is good? Um. I think at a principle we're not going to watch it anymore. So, I think. Right, the, <laughs> so you're going to watch the first episode. You know that's quite good, but fuck Channel Four. We're not watching yeah. the rest of it. I think so. Honestly, I think so because it's I, it's going to be hard for it to be the same. They've not announced who the new judge is going to be. They've not announced who uh, the new presenters are going to be. So we don't know anything about. It. Yeah, I think people that just love the show are very protective of it. I think it's a case of I, I can tell from the passion in your their voice. <laughs> But your your missus loves it as well, though, right? Lynn's yeah, she, I think she's actually the same as you, and that she's yeah. not going to watch it. Yeah, I, yeah, like we're all agreed. <laughs> like, yeah, the nation has united as one against Channel Four buying a bakery show. I don't get it because I don't watch it. It's not my thing. Yeah. I, I'll watch things like MasterChef if they're on, but I don't yeah. follow them. And I've seen Bake Off once or twice, and it's always been the, the thing that's always weirded me out is they're never in a kitchen. They yes, always have yeah, ovens yeah, yeah. and gardens and places. That's what they do. They're it's like insane. standing in the middle of a goddamn field baking a cake. I was like, yeah, what the fuck yeah. is this? Where's the gas coming from? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't get it. It's always a ten. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a strange... Uh, it's such a strange concept. Of the year. Um, yeah. But I like it because as people, it's almost like people are saying, no, this is ours. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> your money. We are licensed pairs. This is the show that we paid for and we supported. And you're just going to sell it to the highest bidder. Well, fuck you. Take your fucking 10. We are. You know what? I, I can't. Me, I can't me and Mary Berry and Mel and Sue, we all do our own thing. <laughs> fuck yous. That's, I, I think, I can't, his reaction yeah. to it. I, I get you. I mean, I can't really criticize because out of principle, I refuse to watch um, any of the new series that talk to you. Really? After the after the fire, Jeremy Clarkson and, and James Bain, uh, Richard Hammond all left, I refuse to watch it. Do you know what though? I'm 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 on the opposite side of the argument from you because for me, I'm like I, I'm not watching the new series Top Gear anyway because I think it looks shit. But I'm not watching their Amazon show because I'm like, oh, you keep saying horrible things. <laughs> you keep saying I stuff actually that's really like the guy too. <laughs> I've seen a thing of it I'm not going to watch it but I just like you keep saying things that are racist and everybody kind of goes oh you scamps oh, what are you going to say next oh. and I'm like no they don't deserve it <laughs> you know so I'm on the I'm kind of on the other opposite side of that argument but I've not watched any of the new series of Top Gear because I think Chris Evans is a, is a wank although I'd be watching it if it was just Matt LeBlanc doing donuts around the cenotaph yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so that's television this year um, <laughs> should we talk games briefly I'm not the gamer yeah. I was well, so the- I'm gonna let you tell me what was important this year I guess it was, a, it was a, the new Uncharted came out this year right Uncharted 4 came out and it is the best looking game I've ever seen until I saw the trailer for Last of Us 2 okay whoa uh, whoa Oh come on! Oh, you don't no, you don't oh, know there's a trailer for Last of Us 2 no I do not know there's a trailer for Last of Us 2 oh, oh it's you 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 know how excited you were about the fan thing with Firefly? It's so fucking good. Ooh, okay. It is. Okay. 
I, I, I was okay. I'm going to try and talk now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was coming. I, I will need to ceremony. They had, okay, so PlayStation had a PlayStation event a couple of months back. I think it was October right. or November, and mm. they announced uh, so Naughty Dog were there, and they closed the show off and stole it from everyone because wow. they announced Last of Us Part Two, and they announced a new Uncharted game, a new Uncharted game as well. But Drake's not in it. But Drake's not in it. Oh, it's okay. Chloe from Uncharted Two. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And it's set in like the Middle East or something, and it looks awesome. But Last of Us Part Two is out. I don't think they have a release. I think there's a release window. I don't know what it is. I probably Q1 next year. I would expect. I don't think it's coming in 2017. For if Last it, of Us Two. Yeah. Uh, if it does come in 2017, I will not be seen for that entire month because uh, I will be stuck in virtual reality playing Last of Us Two. <laughs> Uh, oh my god okay. so that, yeah you that, have that, to right. watch once again I'll put the, I'll, I'll embed the trailer within our webpage and that yeah I can't be bothered putting a link on Facebook go to the website uh, <laughs> but my key thing for gaming this year so we had Uncharted 4 which okay. is incredible okay. and as I still argue it's the best game on PlayStation 4 Right. Uh, despite the fact that I've currently about 130 hours into Skyrim. Okay. Uh, Skyrim, well, really? Is that still going? That's that's about four years old at this point, isn't it? No, yeah, it must but they, be, no, it's older. They, they re-released it for PS4 with a HD update. Okay. And it is incredible. All right. I I bought a lot of these sort of HD remasters. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I bought the the Uncharted ones, and I bought the Last of Us remaster, and I never finished them because I'm like, you know what? I've, I've played this game. Why did I do this? I've put 120, 130 hours into the HD remaster of Skyrim. Despite the fact that I platinum dot on PS3, I'm two trophies away from platinum on PS4. <laughs> I am addicted to this fucking game, <laughs> and I knew I would be, and I did a bad thing when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I quit playing Skyrim I, when I had all the time in the world to play it because I felt like it was going to be a, a, a time vampire oh yeah it's it's all my time is I'm either if I'm not playing Skyrim and my Playstation is on I've moved all the furniture out of the way of my living room and I am in virtual reality because I bought uh, Playstation VR the day it came out Wow, okay, and so you forewarned us that you were going to purchase this virtual reality yes, set. I've spent a lot of money <laughs> uh, on games and the headset itself. I, I spent money that I didn't necessarily have, <laughs> but I got it, and I love it. Okay, it is the f- It's the future of video games. Is this the future of video games? Is yes. it just a gimmick? No. Um, like, I, I, I got a VR headset as well. We got one. Uh, but it's just the one where you slide a mobile phone into it. Okay. And, like, it's all right. It's it's furry and the focus isn't great. I don't know. Like, it's... It's, nah, it's just all right. I, I, I don't see it being much, if I'm being uh, honest. One of my favorite games I've got for mine is a game called Headmaster. Okay. And... The principle of it is easy, as simple as anything. You are a footballer 
And when I say footballer, if anyone in America is listening, I mean soccer. Okay. Uh, so you're a footballer who has been sent to a performance improvement centre. Okay. Because your heading is shit. Right. And you cost your game championship. And now you're a prisoner in this place. And all you do is header a ball at the goal. Right. Okay. That is... And there's targets to hit and, you know, things to avoid. And it, it gets progressively harder and harder and harder. But the thing is with it, unlike most games where you... You can practice and practice and practice and you'll eventually get better. If you're actually not any good at, in real life at heading a football, you're a shit at this game. <laughs> and it's it, it sounds weird, but it's it's really good. And I got a couple of games that are like a target practice thing. Um yeah. you know, shooting ranges. And it's so instinctive just to reload with your two move controllers and just point the gun wherever you're looking and I've experienced a couple of things with motion sickness right um, or not motion sickness sorry it's the opposite simulation sickness right where my brain thinks I'm moving but my body doesn't feel anything yeah and gets really confused and makes me feel sick okay. I have had to quit a couple of games of that when they're just too frantic and too much stuff's going on um, and I just get disorientated and I take it off for a while but yeah I genuinely believe that it's not going to be the future of all video games but it is going to be a big part of video games in the future. Okay. Uh, if, you know, more double and triple A platforms or games have VR elements or VR missions or anything like that built into them, then that will be awesome. Uh, even th- I've got, uh, I've got like virtual reality movies, you know, short films and stuff that you're watching this little short film but you're in the world and you can watch it from any angle and you're just walking around and okay so the line just cut out when we were talking about VR but basically the long short of it is it's freaking awesome okay and I love it so is the the Batman game is that out yet the VR oh, one? the Batman game was the first thing I bought okay, and it's... it's the happiest I've ever been playing a video game <laughs> okay so it's quite good I, I don't kid you um I'm not going to spoil the Batman game because it's only like an hour and a half long and there are spoilers involved it's a it's a, an experience more than anything however the first thing you do in the Batman game is you are little Bruce Wayne and you witness Joe Chill killing your parents okay okay you're then sort of sat in the in Wayne Manor at the piano and Alfred walks in hands you the key piano tells you to meet him in the back cave because he's got important news or something you have mm. to open the piano up, play a button, press a button, and you go down a big shaft into the, the back cave. Where you suit up. Wow, okay. And suiting up is the best thing. You, you do it with two move controllers, which are your hands. Yeah. And to get the suit on, you just pick up a bat symbol, put it onto your chest, like actually on your chest, and you're in right. the suit. And then you pick up the kill, put it on your head, and then a mirror comes down, and you it's following every movement you make. That's cool. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm actually Batman. <laughs> and I, I mean, one of my, I, I gave one of my friends a shot of it and he made Batman stop playing with his nipples. Uh, <laughs> you know, just sort of pinching his nipples a bit. And yeah. I'm sitting there going, what? You're Batman and that's what you do. That's the first thing you do is pinch your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay. So. It is, if you... Like next time you go up here, you you have to have a shot of it. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, virtual reality uh, Batman is. That, yeah. that sounds cool. I'm not completely sold on the virtual reality thing. Virtual but, reality, anything. I mean, there's a shark diving thing that you don't do anything and you sit in this cage and you go down into the deep depths of the ocean and get attacked by a shark. That sounds scary. It's kind of scary, but <laughs> at the same time, as you're going down and you see all the different fish and all that, it's, it's beautiful. This is actually, this feels real. And then a shark starts to attack you and you kind of wee yourself a bit. Oh, um, no, okay. Um... So yeah, virtual reality is the, the main thing in gaming for me this year. Uh, okay. That's where all my money went. So. Yeah, I was all mobile gaming this year. Um, you mostly mobile gaming. I am, but I get really, you know, I'm really happy with mobile gaming. Right now I'm playing Mini Metro, where you have to design your own uh, subway metro system. That's fun. Uh, I've been playing uh, Fizz Brewery, where you control... Uh, you're on uh, that before, we did this yeah. that one yeah that was pretty fun uh, I played Reigns which is like uh, based on the same user interface as Tinder uh, <laughs> is that you're like a king of a kingdom and you just get presented with a card and, you can, and the card will have a question on it and you either swipe yes or no and your answer if the kingdom and you've got to just make your king live as long as you can so it'll come to you and say things like oh the regos want to tax the corn more you say yes or no and that'll either make the regos happy and the poor people unhappy or vice versa and you gotta just keep all your uh, all your people happy for as long as you can uh, it's a really fun game actually it's a nice little game you can just play for 20 seconds or for half an hour uh, okay it's really good uh 80 Days is still one of the best games in the App Store. It's been out for years, though, but I started playing it again recently. It's around the world in 80 Days, but it's an interactive pick-your-own-adventure. All right, okay. Well, an interactive um, story sort of thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the woman who wrote it, I've listened to her get interviewed quite a bit, and she's really interesting. Um, if you take all the text from the game, from all the very possible options you can take, uh, it comes to more than half a million words, which is longer than the Lord of the Rings. Uh, considerably longer than Jules Verne's around the world in 80 days. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's the idea because it's like you have. Uh, so you play, you play as the 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 manservant. You play as play as Passepartout, the French assistant, and uh, the game starts with you in London, and then the whole the map. The game is just like a map of the world and you pick the next place you're going to go and you have a little bit of money in your wallet and you have a suitcase that can only hold a set of things you have to make your way around the world and there's a little clock at the top that shows you how long it's taking and the first couple of times you play it you're trying to get around the world in 80 days so you're you're doing that but then after then after that you realise oh no the fun of the game is the story because everywhere you go has a different set of characters to interact with and different things to do so you stop trying to to get around the world in 80 days and when you start trying to just have fun and explore the world so you start saying to yourself like well I'm going to go into Africa and see what happens and then you know like for for example when you're in Africa if you go to the right place you end up uh, on board the Nautilus alright you know uh, or if you go to uh, the north yeah, you know if you go to Norway you can then maybe take an expedition to the North Pole which uh, is really a really weird interesting diversion <laughs> uh, the character that you play uh, is bisexual um, and you can kind of pick pick your partner how- <laughs> yeah, you can kind of pick how overtly bisexual he is as the game goes on. Um, right. 
because I didn't realize he, he was bisexual until I played that particular story. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really great game. I would suggest you have a play with it. It's really, really great. It, it lends itself to replayability. Uh, it's really fun. And it encourages you to read. Like, I've played it like 20 times now, <laughs> start to finish. So I've read <laughs> hundreds of thousands of texts, words. <laughs> Uh, and here no. I am just listening to audio books. <laughs> uh, but no, I really highly recommend it. It's all set in like a steampunk alternate history. future yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. Uh, that was this year. I didn't I didn't play Planet Coaster, which would undoubtedly have been my game of the year because I did not get the system to play on. Hopefully, at some point this year, I'll have a system and I can play Planet Coaster. I actually, uh, I haven't checked. I forgot to ask you, is there a Mac version of this? No, not yet. Right. I okay. believe maybe it's Yeah, fine. I'm one of those stuck-up fucks that have everything Apple. <laughs> well, this is an Apple, so... Uh, <laughs> Not yet for you, I guess. So, yeah, so I can't get Planet Coaster then, is what I'm yeah. understanding. Well, I do have a PC, but I just don't use it. <laughs> well, at some point you can maybe play Planet Coaster. I'm <laughs> uh, to be able to play at some point too. Um, but yeah, so that's games for me this year. Um, we're getting rapidly close to an hour and a half. So, um, do you get any uh, podcasts you're excited about this year? I haven't listened to podcasts for a long long time uh, I kind of, yeah I went, I went away from podcasts for a bit because I started uh, audiobooks instead yeah I wanted to catch up on like stories uh, so I, I got an audible subscription and I yeah listened to something like I don't know eight or nine movies uh, eight or nine books in the last six months or something ah okay um, well as so. a professional podcaster that's encouraging to hear uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we can call ourselves professional yet <laughs> I think once uh, we get our first penny from advertising we're then technically <laughs> professional okay, it's well, saying that we're on iTunes yeah we're doing we're, we're up there uh, okay alright I'll run through some of the ones I've discovered this year that have been a big deal for me uh dear hank and john uh which is john and hank green's uh, question and answer podcast is very much worth a listen uh the crack podcast continues to be really interesting uh billy west started a podcast this year the billy west podcast if you're a fan sure. of futurama and billy west it's a nice little window into his insanity uh there's <laughs> only about nine or ten episodes so far but they are really good uh um, I discovered Impractical Jokers this year. Oh, so, I've, so I've, fucking good. So I've went back to tell him Steve Dave, and that, yeah. is, that is such a funny podcast. I do love uh, BQ. Uh, Quinn is awesome. Yeah, he is uh, great. And he has another podcast with Sal from the show called What Say You, yep. which is uh, worth a listen as well. Uh, whenever I finish a Stephen King book, I always go to the Stephen King cast. I can recommend that very highly if you're interested in uh, Stephen King. Um, what else? I think that's it for the for this year. Nothing much new in terms of podcasting that I've been listening to. A lot of just the old favourites coming back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's been that's been twenty sixteen, guys. Yeah, that's what summed it up. We're now on at twenty seventeen, which I'm sure will be a better year for for us all in so many ways. Uh, <laughs> so much to look forward to. Um, and we will be back hopefully next week to recast 
something. Uh, something. <laughs> Christ, such a terrible start. Well, you know, it's the first podcast in a while. Yeah. We are going to get a schedule together for once. Yes. <laughs> and we will follow it this year, we do promise. <laughs> um, if, if you feel that you know what we should recast next, please reach out to us on the Twitter sphere. You can reach us at uh, Recast Chris. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we have our own website now. Recastpodcast.co.uk. Uh, Recastpodcast.co.uk. Uh, you can hit us up there. Please let us know. Uh, you can also comment on iTunes as well or whatever your podcasts are provided. And uh, you can let us know uh, what you think of the show, what you think we should be recasting next. Uh, if you think we could recast something better as well, please let us know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're glad to be back and. We should be back to our regular sort of schedule now going forward. We, we say back to a regular schedule. We're, we're <laughs> going to have a regular schedule. We're going we're to have a regular schedule and then keep to it. Yes. We're making uh, this promise to you. It's our New Year's <laughs> resolution. This is our New Year's resolution, guys. So thank you for staying with us through the break and thank you for coming back. Uh, upon a return we really do appreciate it. And, and thank uh, you if you've made it to the end of this episode because it's a long one. So thank you. Uh, it has been a long one. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Power Rangers uh, trailer. Which yeah, was... wait till the movie comes out. Do you know what, mate? It looked pretty good. Yeah, well, it looked awesome. It was like Chronicle meets The Breakfast Club. And the, the Kong trailer looks awesome. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got stuff to talk about. So we will yeah. catch you all next week and we will talk about some of the news coming in to uh, the start of 2017. Have a good one. Bye! <laughs>